This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Honor the victims, celebrate the heroes. That's Genius Book Publishing's approach to true crime. Covering some of the most important cases in crime worldwide, our books never glorify the killers. From the Melissa Witt case all the way to the Golden State Killer and the Zodiac, if you're looking for solid, meticulously researched, thrilling true crime, look no further than Genius Book Publishing's catalog of titles. Visit GeniusTrueCrime.com for the best true crime books available. Also available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. I'm LaDonna Humphrey. And I'm Alicia Lockhart. Welcome to Deep Dark Secrets, the podcast that shines a bright, unyielding light into the dark places of the world. Today, we are excited to call out and expose yet another death fetish producer. So today's episode is taking us back to Oregon, the homeland of death fetish producers. We're actually going to be talking about a producer who lives in Sisters, Oregon. And as we've said before, some of these production companies have atrocious, just gut-wrenching names. And then there are others that are very covert and innocent sounding. And today we're going to be talking about one of the covert operations. It is called Rainforest Studios. How pleasant does that sound, right? I know. It makes me think of Rainforest Cafe. You remember that place? Did you ever go there? I mean, yeah, it sounds like it's innocent, but like a family friendly place. Yeah. So let's take a look at what their website says. They've got this little blurb when you go to rainforeststudios.com. And it says, established in 1996, Rainforest Studios, Inc. was founded as a partnership for creative talent. Over the course of nearly 20 years, Rainforest has built up a unique business, catering to a varied customer base. We provide the following services, production services, editing services, videography, props and special effects rental, talent and staffing, search and hiring, stock photography, event photography, We also provide certified armorer and firearm safety supervision, and we provide location sets for filming, including a complete western town. See photos for examples. Rainforest Studios has produced many independent films over the years. These are available on DVD through the website and other outlets. Our movies are intended for adults 18 plus and may contain nudity and violence. 
There's a little bit of information here, too, about custom movies. It says, custom movies start at $900. Custom photo sets start at $700. We cannot give a firm quote without knowing the plot or script. For more information, email us your script or plot, and we'll get you a quote. Not all requests for customs can be produced. We're a small company with limited resources. We will not accept customs which we consider to be in poor taste or productions where we cannot find actors or actresses that are willing to do the production. So let me be clear here. I just read all this stuff on the Rainforest Studios website. That all sounds to me very professional, very almost like boring, you know. I just feel like you wouldn't know that this company, like just from listening to that, I want you to know that this company makes videos about cheerleaders, teenage cheerleaders being killed and eaten by cannibals. They make videos about hanging women, gunshot wounds, electrocution, executions, drownings, stabbings, morgue examination videos. It just the list goes on and on. So, LaDonna, when I read that website description to you, did you have any idea that they were a death fetish company? No. I mean, I would never know. That is so scary. And they're telling the truth about one thing, though. This death fetish company has been in business since 1996 under Mm -hmm. a handful of different names, even though it's like this covert operation. They've called themselves Club Dead, Rue Morgue. Roadkill Studios, and Rumspringa Films, and they are one of the oldest, most established production companies in the whole industry. It just blows my mind. And up through 2010, they were operating on a website, roomorg.com, but now all of a sudden they're Rainforest Studios. And they also have stores on some hosting sites like Gumroad and Niche Clips. It's interesting to me that they started out calling themselves Club Dead, and now they're rainforest studios it's like i wonder what inspired them to start trying to be sneaky about what kind of a company they were i don't know it's like bait and switch almost or they're trying to suck people in i i don't know but maybe they're hurting for money and like they're trying to do portrait photography in sisters oregon now or something i don't know but this company they're at the beginning of the death fetish community okay so like one of the Founding fathers of death fetish. Sick. <laughs> it's very sick. And so when Necrobabes became popular back in the late 90s, their owner goes by the moniker Hank Samuels inside the death fetish forum. So that's. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen his posts before. Yeah, I have too. Yeah. And his legal name is Harry Pollard. And he's a homeowner in Sisters, Oregon. So. Shout out to Harry Pollard. We got you on our radar. I can't believe that so many of these men operate in these small communities where they're probably very well known, but not for who they really are. I know. They don't think they're going to get caught or maybe they don't care. or They're just strutting around these small towns. It creeps me out because I am from Oregon and Sisters Oregon is a very like near and dear to my heart place. My father used to take us there to go like on mountain bike rides and we would go there on our summer vacations a lot of the time. So it's it's super creepy to think about it just being such a small picturesque outdoorsy place and Harry Pollard is there 
fantasizing about murdering women. I hear his name, Harry Pollard, and I just, Harry Potter comes to mind. I don't know. I want to call him Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Well, here's what Dirty Harry Pollard says about the history, you know, his history in the community. Okay, here's a quote. I first became involved in the internet in early 1998 when I provided Vicky Carr, owner of Necrobabes, with some art nude photos of reclining females. Vicky put me in touch with John Marshall Washburn, remember him, of PKF mm-hmm. Studios, and John and I started working together on photo sets for Necrobabes to sell. I just want to pause here for one, just one second before I continue. It's just creepy to me that these death fetish producers work together like this. It's like they're all buds. It's a small community of freaks. They have a big audience, but the people who are going out of their way to keep this community going, it's a small group of people. Yeah, very, very small world. His quote goes on to say, John and I then started making videos together, and we have really contributed to the community with our quality, (laughs) quality death fetish. It's the staple of our community. It goes on to say, what the community has done for me is make me realize that I'm not alone with my weird fantasies, which have been with me since about age 10, and it's given me a lot of lessons in human psychology. And I just want to say right here that Harry Pollard himself calls his fantasies weird, and so I don't want any more fetishers getting butt hurt when they hear us say that it's weird or that it's uncomfortable or that it's strange because you've got one of your own that says that it's weird. Okay, fetishers that are listening? I think they know that and they just don't want us to have the satisfaction of seeing them admit it. But I think every single one of them has had that experience where they were Googling morgue porn and they were so relieved to find a bunch of other people had this issue. I know, but I just think when Raphael Sharp tweets about this episode. I would like for him to at least acknowledge that Harry Pollard himself, a founding father of death fetish porn, said that his fantasies are weird. Okay, Raphael? All right. We'll anxiously await your reply, Jessica Raphael Sharp. I live for those tweets. It's the highlight of my day. It makes me laugh. Thanks for the (laughs) laugh, Raphael. All right. Let's unpack here, though. So Harry Pollard, as I mentioned, knows John Marshall Washburn of PKF Films. They're Mm -hmm. business partners for some time. If you want to learn all about John Marshall Washburn in our episode three, which we entitled The Man Behind Peachy Keen Films, you can tune into that. It's important. You know, we call him out. He didn't like it. We don't really care. But he's he's exposed in episode three. And he honestly makes some of the most disgusting, hardcore necrophilia pornography out there. He's one sick bastard. Aren't Mm -hmm. you, Marshall? John Marshall. John Marshall Washburn. I don't know. You've got too many names for me. I'm going to start calling you JMW. He's in Salem, Oregon. So Harry Pollard is in Sisters, Oregon. John Marshall Washburn is in Salem, Oregon. And then, you know, Oregon is homeland of the death fetish freaks. It is. That's not all. They have another connection. This Harry also knows, and so does John Marshall Washburn, Chris Brown of Chris Corner Films. And that's a producer we interviewed in episode six called Dying to Talk. Yeah, that's another Oregon death fetish producer. But 
he claims to be out of the business and he kind of turns his back on all these people. But I guess they, they all used to work together at one point. Yeah, they were all holding hands and skipping down the death fetish path. But there's more. Pollard also worked with Thomas Oliver of Black Nylon Films, who we expose in episode 16 called Exposed Thomas Oliver. So they're all buddies. They're all death fetish buddies. It's so gross. And you said it earlier. This isn't a big industry. It's just a handful of guys jacking off to corpses. It's pitiful and it needs to end today. So tweet that, Raphael. I can't stand that these guys have this common interest and that they share it. It just blows my mind in the worst way. And something else that I noticed and wanted to go back to is the fact that Harry Pollard said that his fetish started at the age of 10. That's really sad. Yeah, it really is. And when I think about somebody at that age having these kind of fantasies and instead of getting help, you know, going and searching online for this kind of pornography, I hate that they find these communities and that the message that they get from finding the communities and finding the content is that they should be okay to do this and that nothing they're doing is wrong because everybody else is doing it. I want that to change. I don't want anyone to be able to find a death fetish community online when they go searching for it. We're going to change that. I think that the work is important. It's groundbreaking and we're going to make a difference. Because I know I'm not going to stop until we do. And I know you're not going to stop. No, we're we're going to die on this hill here because it's not okay. This, you know, 10-year-old boy should have gotten some sort of therapy or mental help. But now he's this creepy old man who has furthered the community. Harry Pollard has been making death fetish pornography since 1996. And he's in this small town of Sisters, Oregon. So please, if you are from Oregon and you're listening to this, please share this with anybody you know in Sisters, Oregon. They need to know about this man. Absolutely. I mean, it's like I always tell my uh, kids, you know, we don't keep secrets. So, you know, Oregon, don't keep a secret. If you know about this guy, sing like a bird. He's registered his business licenses to continue making this death fetish pornography. And that business license does give me his business address and his home address for registering this company. So I went ahead and did a Google Earth search on his home address that's on the business license. And it's so creepy. It looks like Harry Pollard is living in a crappy trailer in the desert. So can you imagine being a woman who gets a modeling gig and she has to drive out to Sisters, Oregon to this trailer? Like, can you imagine how scary it would be to show up there for filming? Yeah, I just want to say to any potential model, don't do that. Don't go out to the middle of nowhere. I mean, that's scary as hell. Don't do that, ladies. Yeah, you could lose your life. I mean, it's this is a terrifying modeling gig to get. And if you drove out there to Sisters, Oregon, to Harry's property, you would arrive there and you would see that Harry Pollard is older than sin. He's this creepy old man. He's got this like bushy white hair, his giant mustache, and his skin's all saggy. He's just like the quintessential dirty old man. 
he looks like he's in his late 80s. It's he's so creepy. And to be honest with you, LaDonna, I was considering bumping this episode up the line to come out sooner because I was really worried that he was going to croak before we exposed him. That's hilarious. And it's a reality. He could. You just never know. But I know. I hope. I mean, I think we're airing this episode in March 2023. So I hope he can hang in there a little bit longer so we can give him a run for his money. When I was researching him, I was like, this guy cannot still be in business. He's like geriatric. But I have a surprise for you, LaDonna. I took a note from your book and I emailed Scary Harry. And (laughs) I posed as a new model looking for work just to see, you know, I wanted to know if his company was still active, if he was still making films. And he responded to me within like an hour. And he is still hiring models for no, Death Fetish. Get out of town. He did not. Yes, he did. He wrote back really quickly and he wanted naked photos of me. Of course he did. He said he needed them so that he could verify that I wasn't overweight. What a jerk. I cannot believe that this man is still in business. I can't believe he's still alive. I can't either, but I'm over here applauding you for reaching out to him. You know, when he hears this episode, he's going to be like, Alicia Lockhart should have got one of us again. So Foiled. Foiled again. Well, honestly, I mean, this dude, he's made enough films to just go ahead and retire. But he probably never will because he's addicted, clearly, to death fetish porn. It's just gross. And at a glance at Rainforest Studios, and I could see here, just looking, that there are thousands of videos that you can download or order DVDs of. Thousands, Alicia. Well, yeah, he's been in business for like 20 years, right? 96 to 2023. That's a lot of videos. It's a lot. And they all cost around $20. And I think we should give our listeners an idea of what these videos are like. So I'm going to read a description of one of the videos that are for sale, okay? Okay, I'm going to get my vomit bag. I'm ready. Yeah, get ready. It's called A Few More Dollars. Starring Amy Morgan. A hooker negotiates her price, then tries to jack up the price just before showtime. The angry consumer decides to strangle her to death instead. He dumps her body in the woods. Cut to the morgue, where the medical examiner pours over the body. That sounds like a pretty typical death fetish film. It's got all the elements. It's a a man with an anger problem murdering a woman and then, uh, you know, taking advantage of her body in the morgue. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's gross. Do you want to hear another one? Yeah. Yeah, no. You know. (laughs) Okay, here we go. It's called Live Fast, Die Young. The cast, Ashley Lane. Make a beautiful corpse. Ashley is settled into her jacuzzi for some quality time of self-pleasure and getting high. She just has a new batch of smack from her supplier when she gets a phone call from her friend Reuben warning her that their mutual friend Samantha just died from an overdose of heroin from the same supplier. Ashley's not phased. She proceeds to shoot up. A few minutes into her buzz, she is aware that something isn't right. Too late. Pretty soon, she's dying from pulmonary edema from the OD. After a long, drawn-out, orgasmic spasm, she finally sinks back into the tub. Ew. 
She is a beautiful corpse indeed. I mean, I beg to differ. This girl is foaming at the mouth in a bathtub. There's nothing sexy about this. And it really, it makes me sad because I'm just going to say to the listeners, but my full-time job is I work as a sober living director. So I work with women in recovery and help them recover from addiction. So this is horribly offensive to me because an OD is not sexy. It's devastating. And I'm disgusted by Mr. Pollard. I think it's really problematic that these videos you've shared, uh, they're targeting prostitutes and drug addicts are their murder victims. And that scares me because this happens in real life with murderers. Those are the people who are, you know, ripe for the picking. They're vulnerable people. And when men are prowling for victims, they go looking for women who have drug addictions or women who are prostitutes because it's easy to get these women to go somewhere with them in a car. They're preying on vulnerable populations. And the message that these videos are sending out, I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. And I'm sorry, Harry Pollard, but a woman being a prostitute or a woman who has a drug addiction does not make them okay to kill. I would want to add here, too, that prostitutes and drug addicts are often targeted by serial killers, too, because these people often don't have connections to family or other people who would notice that they're missing or, you know, say something about it if they did notice that they were missing. And so I think it's extra disgusting that someone like Harry Pollard preys on them, too, just like a serial killer would. That just feels really realistic to me. I don't like that at all. I'm very uncomfortable about that detail in his films that those are the kinds of women he's portraying getting killed and like LaDonna said there's thousands and thousands of videos when I was researching for this episode I looked at a few of the videos that I could find without having to purchase them because I don't want to support Harry Pollard's business in any way shape or form and I found this video called Candy And the credits say that it's Rue Morgue and John Marshall Washburn. So it was when they were working together. And it's this video of a petite woman on the phone. She's talking on the phone in a hotel room. And she hangs up the phone and she eats a piece of candy off the coffee table. And she immediately starts choking and convulsing. And then she dies. And the death scene is about 10 whole minutes. So if you can imagine what that looks like in a horror movie, you know, somebody will die and it's like maybe 10 seconds and then it cuts to something else. But in these death fetish films, it's 10 whole minutes where there are these long, slow pans of a woman's face while she's convulsing and choking. And then eventually she's staring blankly. And there's these head-to-toe pans of her lifeless body. And That's awful. That's absolutely awful. It's so creepy. And then a white-haired man pops up dressed like a doctor. And he comes in and examines her. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta know. Is the white-haired man Harry Pollard? Oh, absolutely. Harry Pollard is starring in his own films. It looks just like the photos I've seen of Harry. There's no, like, nudity of him, is there? Because... I need to know. Is he all wrinkly? Not even the death fetishers want to see that. (laughs) Yeah, right. So the video changes settings and then they're in brick walled morgue now. So Harry Pollard, he starts speaking out loud. He's narrating 
about her dead body. So he strips her nude. There's more of the head-to-toe body pans. And he starts doing something that I haven't seen in the other morgue videos. He starts using a scalpel to cut the girl open down the middle, like a classic autopsy cut. Ooh. And then it gets worse. He starts pretending to dig around inside of her. Ooh, that's disgusting. It's so gross. And the angle of the camera makes it so you can't see her guts. So I, I assume this is a fake video and not a real autopsy. And then there's some more body pans of her feet. And then there's no sex in the video. So that's kind of interesting because some of the death fetish producers, like John Marshall Washburn alone, he does really hardcore, full-blown pornography, total sex. But Harry Pollard, at least in this video, no sex there. And I think that that's interesting because... These death fetishers, they're so into just a dead body that they don't even need to see sex. They can get off on this kind of pornography without there being any sex. I just, I don't understand. And I am horrified. And I wanted to share with you that this website I was looking at has comments. So there was a comment on the video and it said, I love seeing this one posted again. It looks like she spit the candy out because she didn't like the taste, but the damage was already done. I can't breathe. She coughs as her throat begins convulsing. She flops. She clutches and gasps, finally croaking and choking out her last breath. Like, can you believe somebody took the time to write like that about this video? It's disgusting. Wow, that's just sick. They're just like relishing every detail. You can tell that person, you know, it's really sexual for them. It blows my mind, but it is. These videos just incite this fury in me that says we got to put a stop to it. And this particular video description just makes me angry and disgusted and you better watch me real quick and just tell me to stop because I'm getting ready to get on my soapbox again so I'm gonna shut up for a minute no I think this is how people should feel when they see these videos when they hear about these videos I hope that our listeners are at home and are just angry with us because this is not okay it's not okay to depict women like this yeah it's not it has to stop i'm going to give us one more example there's another video that i found called windfall and in this video we see a woman she's driving herself from the airport to a hotel and there are two men in masks that are following her and they end up ambushing her when she gets out of the car and they yell shut up bit as they're like attacking her and and they strip her clothing off oh wow i don't understand how some of these death fetish producers try to say that they respect women and that they care about women well why are they having their actors speak that way to them because they don't care about women they want to see women murdered they yell shut up and they strip her clothing off of her and then They take her to what looks like some kind of wrestling ring, and there's a noose hanging in the middle. And so these guys just pick this woman up, and they put her in the noose, and they hang her really slowly. And again, this is a very long, drawn-out scene. Her face is, like, bulging, and her tongue's out. And they film that for a long while, and then the whole movie is over. And that's the whole point of the movie is to just slowly watch a woman die in a noose. 
That's really awful. The filming of the bulging face with the tongue out, it gives me the creeps. And you know what it reminds me of? It actually reminds me of Jamie Reynolds, the guy who killed 17-year-old Georgia Williams. He had been looking for a bunch of hanging videos. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, Harry Pollard was, you know, feeding that fire, clearly. He was. So this is exactly the kind of video that Jamie Reynolds had saved on his computer. This is what he was always searching for. And that's on you, Harry Pollard. You should know that you inspired a young man named Jamie Reynolds to go through with this plan. And these videos are just, there's nothing artistic about them. There's nothing valuable about them. There's not even sex. It's purely created for somebody with a disgusting meant leaning to watch and be aroused by and it, it makes me furious that it's the promotion of murder that's all that it is they're promoting murder and i can't believe that so many people find this to be an acceptable activity that they could participate in filming this in selling this it just drives me insane in the worst way and there are comments on this video too so I'm going to go ahead and read them on this windfall video of this hanging girl. There's a username, Petkai, that says, quote, Best way to hang females, hoisting them naked and slowly, a perfect dance. Ew. There's another comment by Akash301. It says, I always like to see a woman die by her tongue out. You guys are creeps. I mean, absolute creeps. Well, as gross as it is, I, I think we should look at one more. And this video is called The Hunt. And it was made in 2002. And when you watch it, you're going to see this man standing over a fire, okay? He has a metal spit for roasting like a pig. And instead, he has a woman, okay, who has been gutted in the belly and has blood all over her. She's tied up with a rope, and she's positioned in such a way that she looks really stiff. It's really, really horrific. Wow. And he's cooking her over the fire. He's wearing camo. And there's another dead woman in the background hanging spread eagle from a tree. That's horrifying. It's sick. The other woman is also gutted in the center with blood streaming down. And the man stands over that woman, and he's roasting her, and he's talking to her corpse. And at the end of the film, two other guys in camo, they show up and they all start talking about hunting. They take photos with their kill, smiling, acting all giddy, you know, standing there between these dead women in the trees, right? And it's horrific. It's like, this is their game. This is what they hunted, women, and then they murdered and gutted them. I mean, how And they're nasty. taking smiling photos with a dead woman? Yeah, they're happy about it. The hashtags for this film are so disgusting. It makes me sick. It's hunting, hunting woman, cook, cannibal, eat women, spit, roast, and snuff. Gross. Yeah. So as you can see here, Harry Pollard, he's got quite the range. There just isn't anything he won't film. He should be ashamed of himself. He has no issue promoting violence, do you, Mr. Pollard? I hope he's listening. I want him to just feel shamed for what he's done. In my opinion, he doesn't care that he's promoting murder. That's what this is. Yeah, I would assume he's proud of it. He's made a life work out of doing this. He's been making these films for over 20 years. 
Yeah. And I believe he doesn't put sex in his movies because he doesn't want to get slapped with obscenity charges. But you know what? These videos, they're marketed as pornography. And I think they should be charged as such. What do you think? I think so, too, because the reason why they're being made is for a sexual purpose. There's sexual gratification that people are getting out of these videos. There's no other reason to make them. Yeah. So, Harry Pollard, I'm going to address you directly right now. We're going to turn you in to as many places as we can. This should not be online. It's obscene. It has no artistic value. It's offensive. It's influential. It's promoting murder. And it's disgusting. And we're coming for you, Pollard. We are coming for your films, and we're going to help put a stop to it. What you said there about it being influential, that's the worst part to me. People are looking at these videos, and it's inspiring them to murder. I can't get over that. I can't even. And I hate that this man is safe in Oregon, you know, that he feels emboldened to make these videos because there's no obscenity laws in that specific state. And I don't think he should get away with this. We're going to find a way to stop him. I think we should put some billboards up in Oregon and expose some of these death fetishers right there in their communities. Put a picture of their film, a picture of their face and say, hey, hey, sisters, Oregon, did you know about this happening in your community? But well, that would be a wake up call. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. We have to think outside of the box as to how we can get this information out to the public. So, again, Oregon, specifically Sisters Oregon, be aware of this man. He's in your community. He is fantasizing about the murder of women. And he's encouraging thousands of other men to do the same thing. And he's running a studio, a photography studio in Sisters, Oregon, called Light and Lens Studio. He opened that one up in 2018. So it's very possible that he's doing family portraits or, you know, Christmas portraits. Or I even saw a news article where Harry Pollard was credited with a photograph for a middle school girl's track meet in the newspaper. Isn't that scary? Oh, my God. That's awful. I can't imagine as a parent having him photograph my middle school student and then listening to this podcast and finding out that he was a death fetish creep. Yeah, he's chasing these middle school girls around at a sporting event photographing these young girls. It's disgusting that he is able to roam free and do that when we know what's going on inside of his mind. It's awful. I really feel like We've done a great job on this episode today exposing him, and I'm anxious to see what's going to happen once we turn him in. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in today. But I have a special shout out today, Alicia. Yeah? I want to give a special thank you to one of our biggest fans. I'd like to just call out right now, Raphael Sharp. He's just an amazing fan. He likes to spend a lot of his time on Twitter talking about us, promoting our podcast. And I'm just so appreciative. Of Raphael. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Sharp. And thank you to all the listeners who have been subscribing. Your support means the world to us and helps us to be able to keep focusing on making content for you to listen to. We hope you'll join us next week for more secrets of the death fetish community. And don't forget, if you have a deep, dark secret that you'd like us to expose about your community, go ahead and send us an email at deepdarksecretspodcast at gmail.com. And remember to just keep shining and being a light in your own community, whatever that means for you. So just stay safe and keep your lights on.
Bye, Raphael. For exclusive content from this episode and all other episodes, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash deep dark secrets. Sign up and you'll be able to see some visuals that accompany each episode.